Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Father, Father, we exalt you. We exalt you. We lift you up. We lift you up. You are bigger. You are greater than every need, than every weight, every worry, every fear must bow. We exalt you. We exalt you. We lift you. We say, I lift up the name of Jesus over how I feel. My feelings are nothing. My pain, my pain must bow at the name of Jesus. Father, we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt you over our children. We lay them at your feet. We trust you with them. We trust you with their future. Today, tomorrow, and every single day, we exalt you. We exalt you over every diagnosis. You are bigger. Sickness must go in the name of Jesus. We exalt you. We exalt you. We magnify you. We magnify you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. This morning as I was praying whether or not to have service, the Lord clearly told me that there is a fresh anointing available today. This Sunday, at this church service, there is a fresh anointing available. And the scripture he gave me says, By my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. And this morning, this fresh anointing is available to each and every one of us. And I'm going to ask if the worship team, if we can continue to sing that song one more time. And I'm going to ask if you are here today and say, I want some of that fresh anointing. I want some of that fresh anointing to pour out over me, over my situation, over everything that concerns me. I want you to come up front. I want you to come up front. You can kneel. You can bow. You can raise your hands. You can do whatever you want. But just receive the fresh anointing that is available this morning as we worship our wonderful, amazing Jesus. As you have come and you have humbled yourself before me, I am not a harsh father that I would make you beg. I have poured out freely all for my children. New strength. New mercy every morning. I am that I am, says the Lord. I am not a man that I should lie. 
I will do that which I have said I will do. I have poured out myself. And as a father freely gives to the children that he loves, I freely give to you all things. All things. Abide in me. Do not run. Do not run away in your pain. For I love you. And I will wrap you up in my arms. The pain lasts for a moment. I am forever. I am forever. And you are mine. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. I will not forsake your children. I will not forsake your children. Church, if we can just raise our hands. Let's just receive that word from the Lord. Just begin to pray in your prayer language. Just begin to worship Him with your own song. Receiving the fresh anointing to do that which you cannot do on your own. That fresh anointing of healing. That fresh anointing of joy. Of peace. Of patience. Flowing over each and every one of us. Just receive that this morning. Father, have your way in this place. Have your way in this place. Just rest in his presence for a little while longer, church. Just rest in his presence. Strength for today. Hope for tomorrow. worship you. We exalt you. Thank you, God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, Wherever you had formed the earth of the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You are God. You know us. You know every number of hairs on our head. 
you know, every concern, every fear, and we give them all to you this morning. We give you all worry. We give it all to you and we seek you. And we seek you with all that we are. And we thank you for it. Father, we thank you for that fresh anointing. That fresh anointing over each and every one of us that we received this morning. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. You are so good. You are so good. Praise your name. Praise your name. Worship you, Jesus. Hold, hold, hold. Hold. Hello. Hold. Hold fast to the word of the Lord. Hold fast to the word of the Lord. The enemy seeks to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He first comes to steal the word. Hold fast to the word of the Lord. Keep it ever before you. Keep it rolling over and over and over inside of your heart, inside of your mind, and hold fast to the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, as we close this beautiful, sweet time of worshiping you, we thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do. We worship you, we praise you, and we love you. We honor you this morning, and thank you for that fresh anointing. It's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you guys can turn around and grab a few people, say hello, find your seat again. I love it when the Holy Spirit speaks to several of us about what the word or the message that he has for the morning. Amen. I know Russ was talking about the anointing and the lady that was pouring oil over Jesus as well. So, I mean, God is just doing a new thing and a fresh thing this morning, and we're excited for it. You ready to continue to worship the Lord this morning with our giving? Amen. If you need an offering envelope, uh, just slip your hand up. One of the ushers will come and serve you. Uh, just a point uh, to note, I was asked to remind everybody, if for some reason, you know, you don't get it filled out in time and the offering bucket comes by, there's a box to the left-hand side of the door. It's actually mounted on the wall. Uh, you can always just slip your offering envelope in there. Anytime, it could be Wednesday, it could be Sunday, Uh, whatever part of the service when you're leaving, when you're coming in. Maybe you just want to get it done. I just wanted you guys to be aware that that's out there. Uh, The the scripture the Lord gave me for offering was 2 Peter 1. And I want to start in verse 2. It says this, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God. That knowledge of God begins to multiply grace and peace in our life. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Gaining knowledge about who he is, his power then in turn gives all things pertaining to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us 
exceedingly great and precious promises. Church, the word of the Lord gives us exceedingly great, precious promises for every area of our life, including our finances. And as we continue to worship the Lord this morning, I just want to pray exceeding abundant more than we could ever imagine, not only in our finances, but in our relationships and in every way, shape, and form in our lives. Will you pray with me this morning for that? Ushers, get ready to wait on the people. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for this fresh anointing. We thank you for every gift, every giver. We thank you, Father, that this is anointed as we give back. All all finances belong to you, and we give back a portion back to you. Thank you, Father, that it's anointed, that it's blessed, that it multiplies both here through the church as we see the harvest coming in, as we see the multiplication of souls being one for Christ. We are excited, Father. We plant this seed in good ground. And when we plant in good ground, Father, we water it, but you make it grow. We can't do it on our own. You make it grow. And we just pray, Father, that this seed is anointed and will grow. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. All right. Amen. How many of you glad you came to church today? Amen. Totally. We got a totally up front. I like that. Well, I'm sure glad. I'll tell you what, I was driving around this morning at, I was like 5.30. I was like, I'm just going to test these roads out a little bit. And so I was testing them out at 5.30, and I do, and we have a minivan. Uh, of course, that's not big enough for a family, but we have a minivan, and it's got snow tires, and I was driving, ah, oh, you know, the roads are really are not that great. <laughs> I was like, but it's only 5.30 in the morning. And I really, as I was driving around, I came back, and I wrote down a fresh anointing. And I was like, well, I mean, there may be churches all over Erie that cancel, but we're not canceling today. Because there's a fresh anointing available. And I believe those here received a fresh anointing. I believe someone's going to be listening online as well. I'm sure many of our church family members are sitting by the fire warm and cozy and listening to us too. And that's okay. Because at one point this morning I wanted to do that when I looked at the 9 degree temperature on my, on my wall. I was talking about outside. But I'm just glad that I came to church today. I'm glad that you're here today. Amen? Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that your word is truth. Your word is alive. Your word has revelation. Your word ministers to us. Your word changes our lives. And we just receive your word this morning. What you have for us, we receive it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, turn to Luke chapter 5 with me. And I can tell you now, I'm not sure we're going to get there (laughs) to Luke chapter 5 because that's where I was going to preach. And I was going to pick up where I had left off about two weeks ago talking about the different things that were going on in Luke chapter 5. But before I get there, I really felt led just to share a couple scriptures this morning with you, just about the awakening and the awakening fast. You know, we are two weeks into a three-week fast that the church is doing. Some may, may be participating. Maybe it's the first time you're hearing it. It's not too late to join. There's still another week left, and you can start your three weeks now. There's no requirement that says it has to be three weeks or one week or whatever. Uh, but we're in the middle, or actually two-thirds of the way done with this fast. And the Lord continues to speak to me 
about what awakening means. And maybe it's because I'm fasting caffeine. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I think my daughter... Okay, this is a funny story. Let me just say this real quick. My daughter was laughing at me this morning, my oldest daughter. She said, Dad, I have never seen or heard anybody whose alarm can go off and to have somebody popping down a Keurig for a, a new cup of coffee as fast as you. She says, within seconds after your alarm goes off, I'm up, I'm out of bed, I'm down the steps. She goes, and she hears the pop of the Keurig machine. How many of you need coffee right first thing in the morning? Yeah, okay, not all, not, this is a pretty good crowd, but I do. But what the Lord has been speaking to me is, I do not need caffeine to be awake. I do not need caffeine to be awake. And what I need is the presence of the Lord to be awake. I need to wake up. We need to wake up. We need to see the truth of the gospel and understand that there are people perishing for lack of knowledge. There are people who are walking around maybe with all kinds of caffeine, but they're completely missing being awake. They're actually fast asleep, but they're walking around. And they're missing it. And God, I believe, is calling us in this church to send the awakening out. To send the knowledge of God of what He has given us, what he has ta- what He's teaching us now, the miracles that we're seeing, the Word of God that we understand, and send it out. We are to be the ones that are bringing awakening to this city, to your places of employment, to your schools. We are the ones that are needed to do this awakening. This, must what we, this is what we are called to do. It is an awakening. When people begin to hear these testimonies, they become awake. When people hear what God is doing in people's lives, they become awake. When they see the miracle working power and hear stories of what God has done, they cannot help but know that there is that hole inside their heart that can only be filled by Jesus Christ. They are going to become awake to that reality. And church, I'm encouraging you during this fast that we just submerse ourselves in His presence with His fresh anointing as we stand on that scripture that I've been giving you for this time of fasting. It's Matthew 6.33. And it goes like this. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. When we seek first His kingdom, all these things become added onto us. The Passion Version, I've said it a couple times, I don't think we have it on the screen, but says this, So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom. Church, we were chasing after the realm of God's kingdom this morning. We said, Holy Spirit, come. Have your way. Pour out your fresh anointing. That is what He's doing this morning. We are doing that, going after His kingdom, and the righteousness that proceeds from Him, and then what happens? Then all these less important things, everything else that concerns us, the less important things, what happens? They are given to you abundantly. Church, abundantly. And so, what the Lord was telling me this morning is, I've, been, I've said that a couple times during the fast, but here is what I believe He wants to say to us this morning is we do not seek in order to get the reward, but we seek truly to see and understand and know the Lord. When we seek to understand and know the Lord, the reward comes. 
All things are added to us. We don't have to worry about any of them. When we do this, when we seek the Lord, our faith builds and our problems begin to seem smaller. Our faith builds and our problems begin to seem smaller. Church, I'm challenging, the, I'm challenging God today, and I'm asking you to challenge and put pressure on His Word. You ever hear anybody say that? It really resonates. You put pressure on His, his promises. We put pressure on His promises. We're going to walk and stand in faith over the promises of God. That puts pressure on His Word, and guess what? God never fails. He never changes, and He never fails. That pressure we put on His Word, His Word delivers each and every time. So what the Lord reminded me of this context of Matthew 6.33 is right in the midst where God is talking, or Jesus is talking about not worrying. He's talking about not worrying. And so the contents of seeking first His kingdom and all these things are added onto you because we have a tendency to worry. How many of you have a tendency to worry? Come on, it's okay. We do. We have a tendency to worry But what God is saying this morning is, guess what? Don't worry. That's hard to do. So I want to walk through a couple of scriptures to help us not to worry. In Matthew 6, 25, it says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, about your body, what you will put on. Verse 27 says, Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to its stature? How many of you have seen a young child? If they are worrying, is that going to help them grow at all? It means nothing. You can't add any height to somebody by worrying, by thinking about, oh, I just, you know, if I can only be tall, I'm going to worry about it. No, you don't worry about it. Kids don't think about it. They just grow, right? They just end up growing. Worry does us no good. Church, worry does us no good. It doesn't help the situation. And if you think about what worry really is, what is worry? It's something that we are concerned about that may happen in the future. It's something that may happen in the future. It might occur. We begin to imagine things that we think might happen, even though they haven't happened yet. So we are worrying about something that hasn't actually even occurred. It hasn't happened yet. But we worry. Let me ask you this. If we saw the future, if you, me, if we saw the future based on God's word, Would we worry about it? I'll say it again. I didn't get a resounding amen or a... I didn't hear anything. If we saw the future based on God's word, would we worry about it? No. If we truly said, okay, God's word, I believe it is true. I believe you will take care of me. I believe you have all things provided for me. I believe that my relationships will be restored. I believe that all my bills will be paid. I believe that I will be debt free. I believe, I believe, I believe on God's word. And I'm putting pressure on God's word. If we truly believed it, we we wouldn't worry. We wouldn't worry. But we do. And so we have to continue to immerse ourselves in God's word, every single day, understanding, memorizing scripture, saying, I'm going to pour God's word over my life. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing, and hearing the word of God. We have to build up our faith in truly believing God's promises. And we wouldn't worry anymore. Easier said than done, I get that. The Bible also says that we cannot dwell in the past. 
We cannot dwell in the past. We have to close the door to the past. So if I can't concern myself about the future and worrying about tomorrow, and I can't turn around backwards and dwell what happens in the past, where do I have to live? Today. Where, where is the anointing and the grace from Jesus Christ for your life? Today. Today. Right now. January 20th, 2019. Our Lord Jesus Christ is giving you the grace and anointing to do what He has put in front of you today. Not tomorrow. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Sure, should we plan? Should we do things for tomorrow? Okay, sure. But it doesn't say to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. It doesn't say we should dwell in the past. Oh, but you don't know, Pastor Jason, what I've gone through, my past, my sins. I don't know. And it is painful. And it is difficult. But if we can learn to shut the door on the past, which means I can no longer go this way. I can't can't go in the past anymore. And if I can shut the door on worrying about the future, and I can't go this way anymore, where, where do I have to be? Right here. In my lane. Church, we talk about it at staff sometimes. We laugh about staying in your lane. And what we mean is, you know, if you're you're leading worship, then stay in your worship lane. Russ does not want me leading worship. Okay? If you've heard me sing, please thank you, AV team, for constantly muting this mic during worship song. Because you don't want to hear my voice. And we laugh about, hey, stay in your lane. Okay? But what I'm telling you this morning is stay in the lane of today. Church, listen to me. Stay in your lane for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't live in the past. Focus on what is right in front of you today. You know, as parents, as grandparents that are out there, too often, me personally, I'm living somewhere in the future. I'm living five steps ahead. I'm living, I'm thinking about something that's way off in the future. And I'm missing what's right in front of me today. You know, Jesus did not give us grace for two weeks from now. Today. He didn't give it to us. He's going to give it to you two weeks from now. What he's given us is the grace for today. The grace for today. This is a challenge for me. Parents, I just, I encourage you, don't waste your time worrying about how you're going to pay for every one of your children's college education and miss when they're sitting right in front of you and want to play Uno with you. That may have been my example. But you guys have examples too in your own life. You start thinking, you're missing completely what's happening right in front of you. I read somewhere, this is, I love it how God's word applies to almost every, almost every other area of our human existence. So they were talking, it was a leadership, it was a, talking about leadership and management, and the best chief executive officers, the very best ones that all their employees said, these are the very best, I don't know how they ranked them. And you know what they found out is one common thing that they all do? They are present in the moment of wherever they are. You sit in a meeting, and if you have the boss is somewhere out, you know, looking off, thinking about the future and not engaging in the meeting, that person does absolutely no good. And you'll be like, yeah, of course, Jason, of course that's the way. That makes sense. They're not paying attention. But church, how often are we not paying attention to what is right in front of us each and every day? We're, we're off somewhere in tomorrow or we're off somewhere in yesterday. 
and we're not focused on what is right in front of us today. Psalm 118 says, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day. January 20th. We don't know if we have January 21st. Who promised January 21st? I don't know. January 20th, it's right in front of us. Today is the day. And what will we do? We will rejoice and be glad in it. It says, save now, I pray. O Lord, O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. This is Psalm 118, verse 25. Send now prosperity. Not tomorrow. Not next week. What do I need for today? Send it today. We focus, the Lord wants us focused on today. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord and he has given us light. You see, when you have light in your life, when you turn on a light switch, it's helping you when? Today. For you to see today. That turning on that light switch isn't helping you tomorrow, is it? Turning on that light switch isn't remembering their past. It's helping you today. God says, I've given you light for your path today. And he illuminates how many steps in front of you? Just right here. Right in front of you. He may have given you a vision for the future, but he has given you the grace and the anointing for each and every day. So church, I want you to live in today. Not in the past. Not in the future. I want us to live for today. In verse 29 it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. Forever. So this is a great promise that says, if He's given me mercy for today, but He has mercy forever, so that means when I get to tomorrow, guess what's going to happen? More mercy. But then what happens the next day, Jason? More mercy. But wait a second. But that's, we're only at Tuesday. What happens on Wednesday? More mercy. More grace. More anointing for what he has placed in front of you that day. There are people that are going to come up to you that you have not even met yet this week. And he is going to give you the grace and the anointing to speak to those people. He doesn't give it to you now. You don't even know who it is. So we don't have to worry about who's going to come in our lives on Wednesday. He is going to give us the grace and anointing we need on Wednesday for what happens on Wednesday. Can we receive that this morning? Ephesians 5.15 says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And verse 16 says, Redeeming the time, for the days are evil. Church, we have to intentionally redeem our time each and every day. The Lord is encouraging us to take every day, every hour that's in front of us, and make the most of what is in front of us, what He has placed in front of us. I gave a message a couple years back, and the Lord's bringing it to my remembrance now. I gave each person in the audience a ticket, like a raffle ticket. You ever seen one of those raffle tickets? They're like orange, usually it says coupon on or something. It has like a number on it, and you submit it in. And the illustration I want to remind you of this morning is each one of us gets 24 of those tickets in a day. That's it. 24 tickets, for one for each hour. 
we have to intentionally decide how are we going to use that ticket. What are we going to do for this hour that God has placed before me? Am I going to spend it worrying about tomorrow? You're wasting the ticket. Am I going to spend it living in yesterday? You're wasting the ticket. But if we can focus on what God has put in front of us today, and we place that ticket right in front of us and say, I'm going to use this ticket wisely today. Verse 17 says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So, if we are to redeem the time because the days are evil, and the enemy wants to distract us, church, the enemy wants us confused, distracted, thinking about yesterday and worrying about tomorrow. That's what the enemy wants. He wants to divide our attention. In fact, he wants a lot of us to be in both places at the same time. Talk about being tossed around by the waves of the sea. I'm focused on what happened in the past, and then all of a sudden I'm here in the future, and I'm missing everything that's right in front of me. It says, it says this, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is, I have grace and mercy and anointing for you today. It's available today for you today. So we have to understand that the will of the Lord is the relationships. Well, can we worry about the relationship? What relationship has he put in front of us? Work on it today. It's great to have a 5, 12, 25 step plan to restore your marriage sometime in the future. How about we take a step to restore our marriage today? Do you know your spouse's love language? We'll find it out today. We don't need a plan to figure it out. Work on it today. I'm not saying it's bad to plan. I just really feel like the Lord is telling us to focus on today. And he may just be talking to me, but maybe some of you are getting something out of it as well. We don't have to worry. And when we start to worry, what do we do? We, we use the scripture in 2 Corinthians 10.5. Cast down every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity and make it obedient to Christ. Take those thoughts about tomorrow. Take those thoughts about yesterday. And take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. And say, I have grace for today. I have anointing for today. Today I'm staying in my lane. The lane of today. If we can remember that this week. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says this. This scripture just, oof, is tough. You ready? It says, God resists the proud. Yeah, that's what it says. (laughs) I didn't get a whole lot of amens out of that one. Oh, amen, Jason. Woo! God resists the proud. No, it's like, oh. Ouch. He, wait a second, he resists, yeah, he resists the proud. Do you know that by worrying about tomorrow, you're being prideful? Hold on. Worrying about tomorrow, you're being prideful because you think somehow you have some ability by worrying about it today, fixing it tomorrow. Uh Uh-uh, that's prideful. And so if... He is resisting. He literally, if you are worrying, he, is, he can't move in your life in the situation. This is a biblical truth. If you're worrying, he is resisting the ability to move on your behalf in the situation. Ouch. This is for real though. This is how important not worrying is. We're actually blocking God's ability to move in our situation when we're worrying about it. 
It's the opposite of faith. Worry and fear is the opposite of faith. You are literally blocking God's ability to move. If that doesn't make us say, I need to stop worrying, I don't know what will. We have to stop worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Verse 6 then says, or the the end of verse 7 says, but he gives grace to the humble. And in humble here, he's saying, you know what, God? (laughs) I can't, I can't do, I need your grace and anointing for today. I cannot worry about tomorrow. I cannot think about tomorrow. I cannot dwell on the future. I cannot live in the past. I just ha- I'm humbling myself and asking for your grace today. In verse, the next verse is, Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. We, that's what we have to do. Take captive the thought, cast that care to him. Every single care that you have. Church, stand with me. Russ, if you want to come up. I told you I didn't think I was going to get to Luke chapter 5. This morning, I want to pray for you and myself that we stay in our lane. That we stay in the lane of today. Not worrying about tomorrow. Not dwelling on the past, but staying in the lane for today. What we just read says, God resists the proud. And when we worry, we're being prideful thinking about we have some way to change or control the future. And worry is just an imagination, a thought of something that may or may not happen. And God's saying, no, don't worry about that stuff. Cast your cares onto me. So church, if you have any cares in your life, just raise your hand this morning. I'm going to pray with you and we're just going to cast them up to him. Heavenly Father, thank you for your sweet, sweet, precious spirit here this morning. Father, thank you for a fresh anointing on us for today. Thank you for the grace for today. Thank you for mercies for today. And Father, every hand that is lifted, we are casting our care unto you. Father, we speak against worry and we take it captive in the name of Jesus. Father, we will not worry because of who you are. We thank you for your mighty power. We thank you for your fresh anointing. We take every care and we give it to you. Every issue, we give it to you. Every relationship, we give it to you. Every financial need, we give it to you. Everything, we give it to you. Thank you, Jesus. I feel so strongly today about your children. And maybe some of you are out there and your children are grown. Or maybe you don't have children. But since the beginning of this service, the Lord wants you to know that he sees you and he will not abandon your children. 
And I didn't know that this was the message today. But he told me, go up there and tell them what it looks like. It looks like this. God, my baby, my baby, that you've given me. Do you see them? Look at the mess. Look at the mess. Look at the pain. and Look at their trouble. I can't rescue them, God, but you can. They belong to you. And God, in every way that I hold them tight, I now release to you, my child. They're yours, and I have released them to you in Jesus' name. I release them, God. They were yours before I knew them, and they are yours now. Have your way in them. Have your way. You will rescue them. You are greater. Your love for them, Father, is so much greater than mine. I release them to you. And I will not worry because you are King of kings. You are Lord of lords. You are able. So my baby, that you allowed me to love and to hold and to care for, I release them. I give them back to you. And I roll this care over to you, oh God. And that is the prayer that we pray over our children. That is the prayer we pray over our spouses, our finances. That is how we close the door on worry. So often I hear a message and I am I the only one who sits in my seat and says, yeah, but how? But how? But how, God? How do I do this? Father, I thank you. I thank you for this precious morning. This precious morning that we have been able to come and spend in your presence. And oh God, you have ministered to our hearts. Father, we, we we walk out of here with a fresh anointing. I take hold of it. I lay hold of it. Yes, Lord. Father, and I thank you for it. Yes. And Father... Without you, without you, I can't focus on today. Father, right now, I just break the shackles of the past. Every day, every day I have to wake up anew and say no to the past and no to worry. And I may have to consecrate my children and my, my cares to you every single morning and again and again and again throughout the day. Father, I thank you that you give grace for today. And you even give the grace. As I leave here, you give me the grace to even, to even do today. You give the grace to do it. And Father, I receive it. I thank you so much for this precious morning. And this time that we've had with you. Father, you are good. You are good. And you do good. Father, and I rejoice in you. I rejoice in you. Amen. What a wonderful time this morning. Uh, if we have some small group leaders here, I believe we have a few out there. Uh, they're going to be making their way up to the front. If you need prayer for anything in your life, you want someone to agree with you, just come on up and get prayer. Otherwise, drive safely. Be careful out there. Try to use the roads that are plowed. We tried the ones that weren't plowed. A little tougher. Not we. <laughs>
We'll see you Wednesday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.